Welcome to the What's Your Truth podcast, the show that not only showcases the best of independent artists, but also explores what inspires them, what drives them, and what they consider their fundamental purpose as an artist to be. Today on the show, we have Christy Ebenhock. Born and raised in SoCal and enmeshed in music from the time she was born, Christy is a performer and recording artist with an incredibly diverse array of experience, both on the stage and in the studio. In the studio and as a vocal contractor, you've heard her voice on the likes of productions like Crazy Rich Asians, Dumbo, Maze Runner, Shazam, and more. She's also toured with bands and artists including Oingo Boingo, John Tesh, Stevie Wonder, and Bobby Caldwell. And she's also worked with clients such as Disney, Paramount Studios, The Backstreet Boys, and one of my personal favorites, Weezer. As impressive as all of this is, and it truly is, there's one other element to Christy that really is the icing on the cake and the and the multi-layered bow on the box, and that's her insane songwriting skills and sheer vocal tone and style itself. Christie's lyrics and arrangements are the embodiment of soul and power, and her haunting tone, combined with harmonizations that could only be described as mesmerizing, would leave the highest choirs of angels themselves staring in awe. Beyond this, Christie is truly one of the easiest and most fun artists to work with and one of the sweetest people I've ever met. It's a pleasure having her here on the show. Ladies and gentlemen, Christy Ebenhock. Wow, that was quite an intro. Thank you. <laughs> and I meant every word of it. No, it's uh, you're awesome. Um, so yeah, let's roll into it, shall we? Absolutely. Lovely. So my first question for you is, how did you decide that you wanted to become a musician? Well, I think that was kind of decided for me to begin with. Um, I have musicians as parents as well. And so I was just immersed in it through my entire life. And to be honest with you, I don't think that I really knew anything different. Makes total sense. And what was the first experience you remember having with music? Well, I always had music around the house as a kid. Um, no doubt about that. Um, but I think I had my first recording session. I was about four years old. Um, and <laughs> I was pretty young. And so that was my very first experience with it. And I just remember being really nervous um, and being in a studio and everybody was much older than me, but everybody was really nice. So oh, that's awesome. Wow. That's super young. No kidding. What was that, by the way? What was the job, the gig? Sure. So it was um, a Christian music album called Salty. And it was Salty the Singing Songbook. And I was singing like one little tiny line that they had me sing. <laughs> which I think I sang like first you take a cup of faith or something like that. But I sang one little line and then, yeah. And that's what I did. And, and wow. It's terrifying. And, <laughs> and still though, but the rest is history as they say, right? Yeah. Wow. So who are the biggest influences on your work and why? Oh, good question. Um, I think there's different influences. I mean, as a singer, I love listening to different artists, and I think some of the best influences, I love Ella Fitzgerald. I, I think it's amazing what she does, and she sings like she's in a horn section, which is right. mesmerizing to a singer, and I think a lot of singers aren't necessarily musicians, but Ella is. Mm -hmm. Wow, <laughs> that's a really good point, and you're right, she does, like, singing like you're in a horn section, really, like, yeah, that woman commands it, man, she really does. She's amazing. And she takes like melodies and different things that you wouldn't think of and makes it her own, her own thing and um, can scat like nobody I've ever heard before. So I, you know, all hail to the queen Ella. Um, but I also like growing up, I loved Mariah Carey way back when and Whitney mm -hmm. Houston, you know, the, 
the battle of who was the best singer back then. <laughs> so yeah. I think that's fun too. Absolutely. And then what's the weirdest thing that's ever inspired you? <laughs> the, the weirdest thing that's ever inspired me. Well, I'm inspired by lyrics a lot, you know, so sometimes, and, and I like weird things in songs sometimes too. So I think that's kind of fun. Um, just to, and I, I can't think of anything in particular as the weirdest thing that's inspired me, but I do enjoy clever writing. Right on. And how has your art influenced other people? Well, I hope it's influenced other people. I'll tell you that right now. Um, but I, I just hope to be able to make a difference in people's life. Um, even if you can give them a little bit of joy for that time right now. I mean, I think especially during COVID and when everything was shut down, music is what really saved people. Music and film is what people went to. And so I hope to be a piece of that where we can help people smile. hundred percent. And I love your answer of like, you know, one of the, one of the, the common threads I've personally witnessed in like the greatest artists are that they're very humble people. Um, I have no doubt that you've influenced people, but I love that you stay humble about it. That's actually, honestly, it's from what I've learned myself, kind of a sign of greatness. So kudos to you for that well thank you <laughs> do you have any pre-show or pre-studio rituals <laughs> well i wish i could say i followed all the rules um you know don't eat the chocolate don't drink the milk all the things but you know <laughs> depending <laughs> on what happens i'll do it anyway but um no i i really don't um i guess i just am thankful every single time that i am working and thankful to be able to do it um and that i can do it and especially, obviously, after the COVID situation, I'm just I'm just thankful for it. Seriously, oh my god! And that, I mean, it was at one point it was a, it was frightening. Like, was there going to be a music industry left after this pandemic? You know, I mean, as we knew it, it's pretty crazy. Yeah, it was pretty questionable. Like, what what are we going to do at this point? Anybody who's creative, um, you know, suddenly we're doing all these computer skills and things that we didn't know that we had to learn. Yeah. Yeah, this is a night and day total paradigm shift. So what risks, if any, have you personally taken for the sake of your music? Okay. Um, risks uh, in terms of vocal risks is kind of what you're talking about, maybe? Oh, anything I mean, I, you know, any, whatever I, it means to you. Sure. I mean, I think, I think when you're a vocalist and you're singing and stuff, you always need to take a risk. You always want to push your vocals to the edge of where you can push it. So I would say, you know, in terms of you know, harmonies, real, real close harmonies. And those are sometimes a little bit risky, you know, and then sometimes just um, vocally pushing your voice. I remember being like, I remember being on tour one time and um, I got really sick for some reason. This was 10 years ago and I had to walk on stage. And I remember thinking like, I don't, I don't have any voice at all. And thinking I'm going to walk out on stage and just saying like a little prayer before I walk out, like, okay, like I need every piece of help I can get right now. I walked out and did a whole show. I walked right back off the stage and I couldn't speak again. And it was just a wild, weird thing. And I don't know how to explain it, but, but take a risk. Like here I am, I'm going to try to open my mouth when I couldn't speak backstage and yeah. I'm going to sing a show. And the gods were with, you know, the Lord was with me and allowed me to sing. I guess that is some supernatural shit. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> But man, that's that's crazy. So then, what's the craziest risk you've ever seen another artist take for their craft? Mm. Well, I think you see crazy stuff all the time. 
um, I mean, anyone went from a Broadway singer who's doing like eight shows a week, which is just brutal on the voice to anywhere that someone's in the studio, you know, singing some crazy stuff or throat singing or whatever that is, you know, um, you see all kinds of weird things and um, ask people to do weird things sometimes, depending on what the need is for whatever show you're doing or what project you're working on. Totally. Right on. And then what's one thing about you that would shock everyone to know? Mm, shock everyone to know. <sighs> wow. Let me think about that for a second. I mean, I wish that I could be on the John Mayer tour at some point because I've always loved John Mayer's music. Okay. Right <laughs> on. Right on. And I'm with you there. That guy's incredible. Yeah. Um, God, some of the stuff he does on guitar is absolutely mind blowing. And then, yeah, I just love that guy. And then what's the one thing or the one tool that you absolutely cannot live without as an artist and why? Probably this, you know, um, because I can take notes in it whenever I need to, whenever I'm there, I can do voice memos. When I need to remember something I can rehearse, you know, I mean, I would say probably, that's the one thing that I'm needing, even though sometimes I just want to turn it off and put it away, not deal with it. But, um, you know, it comes back out. hundred percent. And you're right. It's like, God, I don't, it's, it's the funniest thing. Like when I was growing up, we'd have cell phones and now it's like, I don't know how I would live without this damn thing. <laughs> so fun. true. I mean, we used to send notes and things like that instead of texting. So. Mm -hmm. And what has been the most difficult piece of music for you to create and why? Okay, I think there's been difficult things um, in different in different parts of my life. So um, I remember being in college, and I was a vocal major, but they didn't have commercial music in my college. They only had classical music, and I was like a pop commercial singer. But I had to sing all classical music for an hour and put on my own show and sing in like five different languages. Um, so it was really challenging for me to have to do all of that and to learn the technique. And to be able to do that, but I'm really thankful I did it because it taught me a lot. And I use that now um, when I'm doing a film or a commercial and I can switch to classical because a lot of pop singers can't switch to, or the classical singers can't seem to switch over to pop very well, but the pop singers can learn the classical. So it's just interesting. I think that's been something that's been interesting and challenging that I've had to learn. Um, I would use that as an example. And then I would also use when I'm singing with the big band, like having to learn to scat my first time. I think I was probably 20 years old at the time. And, you know, I'm listening to it like, what are they saying? What are they trying to say? It's vowel shapes. And all of a sudden I have to make up my own melodies and all this stuff. And it's cool. But like, I don't know how to get there and, and to get back home safe at the end of the phrase. So I would say those are things that were used to be really terrifying to me as you start to do them and you get more comfortable with it. And sometimes you have massive fails with it, <laughs> but you hope to get back to home and, and call it safe and, and be good. Totally. And that's a really great point. So, I mean, I think it's like, you know, growth, that's where growth happens is by making yourself uncomfortable and taking those challenges. It's like, you're not going to expand if you just sit on the laurels or whatever you've always done. Right. Well, and then so many singers do that. And I actually really enjoy like trying new things and, oh, well, I've never tried that before or, you know, that's unique or different sounding. And you hear some singers, I mean, especially live singers, and they're like, I, I don't sing harmony. 
well, what do you do? You know, <laughs> how can yeah, right. you not sing harmony? You have to sing harmony. You know, you've got to be able to back somebody up and then step up to sing a lead and do those different things. Totally. So here's a fun question for you. If you were going to write a book about your career up to this point, what would you title it? Ooh, wow. You're giving all kinds of hard questions. Um, <laughs> hmm. What would I title it? I don't even know that I know the answer to that. Because let me come back to that one. Okay. <laughs> sure. I think about that. Yeah. It's totally fine. And then what are your plans for world domination? <laughs> world domination. Hey, yeah, as I said, I, I'm just thankful for every um, job that I'm able to do and anybody who thinks of me, you know, to work with and the live stuff, especially obviously when we couldn't do it, to be able to get out there and do it. Um, I'm, I'm grateful for every opportunity that I get. Right on. No, and, and I'm, God, I can so feel I, that resonates so much. Cause yeah, like, you know, we all felt that for like three years. Um, great. And then I do have one more question for you, uh, unless we end up coming back to the book question. If not, that's totally okay. <laughs> um, but just to, to revisit the introduction to my show. So, you know, again, the show not only showcases the best of independent artists, it also explores what inspires them, what drives them and what they consider their fundamental purpose as an artist to be. So Christy, what's your truth? So my truth is to be able to sing my truth, I would say. So I, I just want to be authentic to the way that I'm made, the way that I sing, um, you know, um, the way that I'm going to deal with clients and stuff. I don't want it to be anything that somebody maybe gets a wrong idea about. I just want them to know me and to be transparent and to be able to hear that through my voice and through who I am as well. And and to have a good time too, you know, like, let's be fun, you know, have fun while you're working. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. What a great way to end off. That's such an important lesson night, you know, for any variety of reasons, whether it's in music or anything else, it's like when it starts becoming just a job, man, that's just, that sucks. So yeah, yeah I don't, I don't want to do that. No. Yeah, I don't ever want to do that. I don't want it to be a job because I feel lucky to be able to be paid for what I love to do. So I, I want to love it. And if I don't love it, then I should jump out. Amen. <laughs> I'm so with you. All right. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. Um, before we do end off, I did want to give you 60 seconds to plug anything you'd like. 60 seconds of everything. Christy Ebenhock. Floor is yours. Sure. Um, you can go to my website at christynoelevenhawk.com. That's C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-O-E-L. And the hard last name, E, B as in boy, E-N-H-O-C-H dot com. Go on there and check out the work and see what's going on and come to the live shows. Come, make some noise, smile, have a great time. Amen. Awesome. Well, again, thank you so much for being here. Everyone that's out there watching, thank you so much. This has been the What's Your Truth podcast, and we'll see you on the next show later. Yeah, you follow your own rules, and you preach them on to me. your truth, oh what's your truth, now you got down on your